welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 51 of the Jetman with a Golden Gun, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Chojin Sentai Jetman. At least it still is for this week. Uh, I think, week... I mean, it probably will stay the, the best. I mean, just because we're not making it doesn't make it not... You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, I like, doubt anyone is really going to like challenge that particular <laughs> throw. Yeah, that's a real specific hill to die on. Uh, anyway, every week for the last year, we have been watching an episode of Chojin Sentai Jetman, and we have been talking about it and sharing our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name, of course, is Matt J, and with me, as always, is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing, man? Um, dude, I am good. I'm well. I'm still... Okay, I want to be honest. I had actually a little bit forgotten about the end of Jetman. Because like I just had a just really busy week. to talk about it? Yeah, until we sat down to talk about it. And now I remember it. And it's still fresh. It's still fresh. Like that scab just got peeled off. And it's still just raw and glistening underneath. That's some upsetting imagery, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah, that was the plan. It's supposed to, it should be upsetting. Um, I, on the other hand, of course, I saw this episode, that last episode a while ago, but okay, so this week, obviously, we have finished watching Jetman. Wait, hold uh, up. Batman, Matt, sorry. Uh, I need you to finish the thought. You saw the episode a while ago, and so... Oh, I've had time to sort of make my peace with it. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. I, that's crazy, though. I did not know that my brother was an unfeeling robot. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's wild. I, I didn't know I, that about you. Man, I could that have you didn't have that had come up. You know, maybe you had, and I had just, I had just forgotten it. It does explain the deuterium fuel rods in your Amazon purchase list, but you know, whatever. Hey, man, you know, listen. You, you know, you order paper towels from Amazon. I got to get my fuel rods from somewhere, and they Is got deuterium free shipping a real thing. I feel like it should be. Yeah, no, deuterium is a real thing. Awesome. It's a stable isotope of hydrogen with a mass approximately twice that of the usual isotope. Yeah, dude. I know. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> so, no, Matt, what are we up to today? But it's cool. I'm one of those robots like Gray. Not like the like interdimensional genocide robot, but like the robot that digs like art and music and yeah. fine wines. You, I know for a fact that you love all of those things. Uh, anyway, so of course we're out of episodes to watch. We done watched them all, Dave. That's it. We watched There's the no Gokaiger episode. Uh, I took the time to watch the Toei TV Encyclopedia Volume Two. I was um, going to, which I can give you a brief rundown on. It's basically like a clip show. Yeah, I, well, I was going to watch it, and then you watched it. You were like, "Don't bother watching it," so I didn't watch it. I mean, you can still check it out if you've got some free time, but there is no I reason don't. for us to like pause <laughs> this recording. You've got school starting up, man. <laughs> Just, yeah, things are bananas. Uh, so, what we are going to do instead today is we are going to talk about the season as a whole. Um, sort of what, what our best parts and worst parts were, you know, who our faves ended up being, uh, mm-hmm. what we thought about it as a whole, and we did gather a couple of Twitter questions from you, the listeners. So, Dave, I, how do you want to start this out? What do you want to talk about first? Let's uh, let's go baseline, man. Our first question is, who's your favorite Jetman? Ooh, who is Tough my one, right? favorite Jetman? Okay, now, first of all, I think we need to establish that in order, your answer to this question has to be one of the five core Jetman. So it can't be the Chief. 
because she's part of the jet well, program. She's, yeah, she's part of the program, but she's not but one of the she's jet not man a jet man. And neither can it be one of like the Neo Jetmen, like one of the crazy ninja ones. Nor those dudes can were it awesome, be... but I mean, honestly, they were never gonna. Those no, guys were never I'm, gonna listen, be in the top I'm of just, my list. I'm establishing base rules. Neither can they be the original pilots of Jet Garuda. So just the five. Okay. So do you have an answer? Because I've got an answer. Um, I'm, I'm torn between two. Okay. So I am too, but ultimately, I think Guy is cooler than Ryu. Yeah, he is just, oh man, okay. So here's why I'm really torn. Like, listen, I know, I like the other Rangers. Kaori's great, Ride is great, Anko's great. But Ryu and Guy, I mean, and I think the writers of the show knew that as well. Like, they're, they pretty clearly are the, like, the main characters of this show. Yeah, um, and well, I mean, especially once you hit about the halfway point of the show. And yeah, this, really. This is actually something I want to talk about a little later. But the show starts off being about all five of them. And then about halfway through, it really just kind of becomes about Guy and Kaori and Ryu. Yeah, and, and then, then the right end, at the end, it it's just really... kind of becomes about Guy and Ryu. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I think there was a lot, there could have been more to those characters, but, like, especially Kaori, I think, could have had a lot more done with her. I mean, they, they did do the stuff that I would have wanted to see, which is her sort of, like, breaking out of her shell... I really loved the moment where she had become like the electronics expert after previously having been like real bad at it. Mm-hmm. That was a great moment for Kara. I thought it was really cool. But yeah, between Ryu and Guy, I, I think those are the two best characters. I mean, because those, those why... are the three that really got like a full, like they got a full arc. Right. Anka was pretty static throughout the whole thing. Like she's, she's effectively the same character at the beginning as she is at the end. Yeah, Raito as well, unfortunately. Yeah, and you know, Ryu was almost super static. I I felt like he didn't seem like he changed too, too much. And there was something, there was something cool about that, that he's just like, he's the the best dude, and he just stays the best dude. You know, like Cyclops or Captain America. People would be like, oh, those characters are boring because they're just the best and they're always the best. Like, no, that's what's great about them. It, but like, dude, those last like two, three episodes with Ryu, where you finally see the shell crack. Yeah, that's the thing. Once all that like Maria Rie stuff started happening at the end, Ryu like got a huge bump for me. Yeah, yeah, it was so like I would have just automatically said guy, but yeah, like Ryu is so like what they did with him is so cool, and also, and I think this is the really cool part is that Ryu doesn't, like, crack and sort of stay cracked. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, he has this moment, he sort of, like, he strays from his own version of, like, the straight and narrow, but he's he comes back around to it. He doesn't yeah. say, like, no, that's, like, garbage forever. He's like, no, I was doing the right thing. Like, this is the mistake. And he heads back and does that and uh, and is triumphant, which is which is sweet. It's amazing, and it's and honestly, do you kind of do, okay? So something that I'm going to talk about a little later on, probably, is that whereas Die Ranger was very much about like the combat between like the Die Ranger and the Goma mm-hmm. Jetman, it, like it has obviously the conflict as the instigating events for the show. 
But I feel like the show Jetman is much more about the relationships between the characters. You mean more than... Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the, the, the dynamics that we see between these couples characters is is a lot stronger than what we saw between Die Ranger. Yeah. And so like since it's all about like the characters and who they are and how they relate to each other, um since Guy had the biggest transformation. Yeah. Just like, man, like he was cool him. but like terrible in the beginning. And he was cool and amazing at the end. And we got to see the entire like journey, you know, with him and his relationship with Kauri and his friendship with Ryu. And like even his friendship with Grey, honestly. Like yeah, whatever real. that counted as. The writing was done so well because it was never like there was never one moment that was like, oh, like Guy was a jerk before and like now he's great. The whole thing, I mean, it really played out over fifty full episodes. I mean, not that every episode was a guy episode. But it didn't play out in like, oh, this is like a one episode, like big burst. And like, he was a jerk and now he's cool. The right. whole thing, like you see the progression from episode one to episode 51. And it's just like, dang, it was so good. So yeah, I think Guy's got to be my favorite. Plus, dude, when he shows up in Gokaiger, dude, okay, so that, good. That I think is, that's the cherry on top. If I was... Like on the fence as to my favorite Jetman between Ryu and Guy, the fact that not only was Guy so amazing in that episode and it was such a great episode, but the fact that the like the creators of the show said like, "Oh yeah, if we're gonna bring back one, if person we're bringing from back Jetman, anybody, it's, it's gotta be Guy, Yuki Guy." Yeah. So yeah, Guy's my favorite Jetman. I liked Ryu a whole whole lot, and like it was a he was nosed out, but yeah, I gotta go with Guy. Okay, so here is the next question, Dave. Okay. We've already got our favorite Jetman. Yep. So who is your favorite of the four Viram commanders? Ooh. So we're not counting their allies. You know, we're not counting the Empress. We're not right. counting like the like the ancient vampire demons who eat pineapple people. Right. And no monsters, because we're going to talk about that actually in a minute. Yeah. But just like of those four and let and Tran and Transa will count as one person. Ooh, I should. Yeah, no, they think they should, because tr- they very definitely are the same person. Just Trans is like a million times more powerful. Right. And actually, um, I think that like the transformation from Tran to Transa is, is a what key. Puts, that's what puts that dude in the running. I don't think he wins. He doesn't. I, not for me. I think that that part of him, like, and especially not only how he went from a little kid to an adult, but how the adult still had reactions and motivations as though he were that 12-year-old. That Yeah, that was really, really well done. He was a very Here interesting is, villain. The thing that bummed me out about, because I would have I wanted Radigat to be at my top, and I think he could have been... He isn't, but I think he could have been if his writing had been paid a little bit more attention to. Because I think we got like tantalizing little bites. There are like weird, hidden, unplumbed depths to Radigat. Like, why is he doing what he's doing? Like, what's his deal with Maria? What was you the know, deal like, with like when he turned into a person? Like when he was right, a human and in he's that a episode, nice dude. And he was a really great guy. Yeah, like there's a 
I feel like there's clearly a lot going on with Radigat that we never get explained. So for me, that actually makes him my number two. Because I feel like even though we didn't get totally into it, there was a lot of stuff going on with him. And he was just a great villain. Like, he looked pretty cool. And he turned into, like, a giant monster at the end. Like, that was rad. You know, what's great about Radigat is that Radigat of the four Viron commanders is the only one that I feel like is a really pure, just, like, capital V villain. Yep, he's just a bad guy. He's here to kill you and, like, take over your whole dimension. And, and like, like that's sometimes you it. underestimate him for, like, a good portion of this show. Everyone underestimates him after Transa shows up because he really, like, you know, took second place for a while there. But, like, his comeback near the end and just how, like, raw and nasty he got is really, really good. However, he is my number two, my number one. Wait, 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 wait. Now, hold on a second. Okay. He's not my number two. I'm just saying for me. Because for me, my number two is Maria. Okay. See, I have Maria at number three, but why is she number your number? Okay, so we agree that Gray is the best Vibram then. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted yeah, to interrupt yeah, yeah. you because we're absolutely going to agree on number one. Yeah, I was going to say, I was trying to draw this out. We could have just said, like, Gray is very obviously the best Vyrum. But why is Maria your number two? Oh, sure. I think I know why. I do like Maria a lot. There is a... Okay, I just... I feel as though I'm potentially giving Maria more credit as my favorite Vyrum because she is also Rie. You might be. But the thing is, like, if we're counting Tran and Transa together, I kind of want to count, like, Maria and Rie as one character. Well, and you she know, goes the... in the Viram slot. I was going to say, that's the thing, is that even you are doing that, but that's accurate to the character. Like, she did that. Even when she's Maria, she's never, like, 100% Maria. And that's you know what, what I mean? really like about Maria. Like, even when she's, like, a 99% Maria, she's still a little bit... Like, something is always, like, kind of nagging at her. Right. And, like, you know, when she was ill in the uh, the episode with G2, and, like, Grey couldn't take care of her because of his cold robot arms, and Ryu came in, like, you know, he... Res- or, sh- rather, she responded to him... You know, she was Maria then, but she acted right. like Rie. It was always kind of underneath the surface. And yeah, that dude. back and forth, I thought was really great. And plus, I think that actress was excellent. Yeah, she's did a really, really good job. Especially in that last, like, one or two episodes when she's doing a lot of Rie stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like, in and around that death scene. Like, oh, man. like Yeah, she, she nails it. It's so good. Okay, so we've talked about the other three Viram commanders. Now let's talk about the best dude. Because Grey okay. is very obviously the coolest and best of the oh four Oh my gosh, Viram she's so amazing. Right? Okay. Like, and here's a, the thing that I like about Grey a whole lot is kind of the same thing that I like about Guy. Is that you see, like, this amazing character progression from the very beginning to the very end. Let, let me back that statement up. Okay. The thing that I really love about Gray is that, like, he's an internet interdimensional, like, battle bot, and he looks super cool, and he's got, like, a cannon on his back, and he smokes. It's uh, incredible. But the second thing that I love about him is that, yeah, he makes this progression from just an interdimensional murder bot to, like, a warrior of honor who is, like, going one-on-one with Yuki Guy, and, like, right at the end, like, he pulls a cigarette, and Guy lights it. 
because like they respect each other, but like right. they had gone too far down that path, and the only way that they could like progress from that point was to fight to the death, even oh though like gosh. neither of them really wanted to. Both mm. of them just wanted to go save Maria slash Rie. So good, Gray, you're amazing. And he had one of the, he had one of the best episodes. He was in the casino episode, like that was his whole jam. He had a couple of great monsters. Oh, absolutely. And like yeah. his last episode, like respect episode 50, respective fights to the death. Yeah. Like, boy, that fight scene between him and Guy is maybe my best, maybe my favorite fight say, scene of the show. I think it is. I think it's the best fight scene in this entire series. So yeah, Gray is the best. He's amazing. I would have, I'd love to see more of him. Oh, and I mean, honestly, also, I was talking about how good um, Rie slash Maria was as an actress. But like, the, dude, like, the physical acting that Gray pulls off yeah, is the, pretty spectacular. Yeah, and I don't know if that's all one dude or if it's one dude in the suit and one dude doing the voice acting. But whatever they managed to cobble together to portray like a very deep emotional reservoir in a dude with a face that did not move was really impressive. Yeah, they nailed it. So, favorite ally? It's the chief. Chief, I mean, we can yeah, talk about other clearly. people, but it's one hundred percent chief. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It it is the chief. I do want to remind you about garbage teddy bear. I can't remember its name. Oh, uh, Putan. Putan. I want to remind you of Putan before you just immediately say the chief. He's an adorable teddy bear monster. That starts off as a monster and then is turned back with the power of love. That's true. That is true. He also smells real bad and killed a bunch of people. Yes, he did do that. So as much as I do love Putan, and I'm glad that you reminded him and also that you put him in with allies. Because um, he is. I, I'm still going with the chief. But let's talk, about, oh, yeah, let's no. talk about other allies that were great in this show. So we've got the interdimensional Jetmen. Yes. Who are we've got We've got two sets of interdimensional warriors. Yes. We've got the uh, the couple from the Berserk Dimension, I think, who were able to turn anything into a weapon. Turn anything into... I forgot about those guys. Oh, yeah, dude. They were yeah, great. Yeah, those guys were sweet. Like Guy Gardner Warrior. I think yep. we made that joke during that episode. I think we may have. It's a good one. We can make it twice. You know what's the real funny joke about that, though, is that run of comic books with Guy Gardner. They were so bad. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Was, was so, that when Guy Gardner had the bar that all the Green Lanterns hung out at, and it was like the Green Lantern-themed bar? I think that's later. I think that's like in between him being a superhero for a minute, and he discovers that he's got ancient, like, gun army and blood. And he can turn his arms into guns. I forget what the actual alien blood that he's got it is. It starts with a V, but I, I couldn't tell you off the top yeah. of my head. So, okay, I want to talk about the bird, the other Jetmen first, because I think they were super cool. It really, it's just like, they've got a sweet robot. They bring Jekaroo to the table, which is rad. And their costumes look amazing. Oh, yeah. They like, look not their like, civilian costumes. but when, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those look real stupid. But when but Dan when, transformed... Yeah, they look like Mayan bird dimension warriors. It's super cool. They've got like headdresses. It's super rad. And They're plus, really they neat. brought us the, the deep, deep joy of the Crisis on Infinite Dans. Can't complain about that. Um, we also got the Neo Jetmen. Like the crazy cyber ninja Jetmen. Yes, uh, those guys were also great. real rad. Okay, well, they, 
okay. I'm, I'm they ended call up most of them neutral because I they think. were both like really terrible and really great, sort of depending on which episode you were watching. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were really okay. They looked really cool. First of all, like that's definitely true. Those guys sure. look super rad, and their weapons were super cool, and like all of that stuff. They did start off real lame like they started off yeah. big jerks i mean of That's those true. five uh the dude who is played by the actor who would go on to play prince geki the tyranno mm-hmm. ranger in Jiranga, yeah 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 that dude was great yes that dude was awesome and they did g- give us the joy like that sort of terrible joy of the general who is just so awful oh supreme commander yeah supreme commander that's right so he was awful and we got to hate on him so that was fun i liked that part um but okay do we want i i know we've been like singing the praises of the chief this entire show it, are, is there anything that we want to hear in this last episode just remind the good listeners of how wonderful the chief was dude Okay, uh, starting from the beginning, she she knows how to pilot those jetmen. Those yes, jetmen, the giant robots. She knows how to pilot the giant robots. She is at least in the beginning able to overcome their superpowers with like the strength of her karate, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And she's just man. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna save her saying it one last time. The chief is just hard as a coffin nail, man. She's just so tough. And also, I want to say, in case you've forgotten, this is the same actress who played Ko's mom in Die Ranger, Which is where she spends the entire series just, like, crying, basically, and is, like, stupid and dumb. And so when she's the chief and she's just, like, punching dudes in the face and, like, grinning with maniac glee as she pilots Jet Guru to punch a monster. You know, that's the thing that I love is just how much the chief loves her job. Yeah, she's amazing. I love the chief. She's so she's super cool. She's my favorite ally, without question. Okay, do you like her better than Doshikaku? Ooh, that's not one of our listed questions. I just thought I'd that's throw just it out a good there. one. Man, that's tough. I mean, they're very different characters. Yeah, I think I do actually. I think I do like her more than Doshikaku, if only because she doesn't leave me with burning questions at the end of the series. That's very true. And also, like, as much as I really liked Kaku, and Kaku was a great part of Die Ranger. He's not actually a great boss. Yeah, like, for a lot of the show, we had a running thing about how he was kind of a terrible mentor that never told them, like, the information that they needed. The chief never did that. The chief always told them exactly what they had to do at any given moment. I was going to say, the chief is great all the time. She's awesome. She's the best. So, okay. Next question, Dave. What is your favorite monster? Ooh. Now, there's there's a few things that you shouldn't consider here. Like, you know, what's your favorite monster of the week? I guess is a better question. Yeah, that's a, that is a good, that's a better question. So, like, the giant robot Veronica, I feel like, doesn't really fall in this category. Yeah, I would agree with that. Even Semimaru, the dude who started off as, like, a caterpillar and then became, like, a giant devil man. Yes. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. he's we not really him. in this category. I feel like we should have thought of another category to put those dudes in. Mm, you know, yeah, maybe, but whatever. So, But honestly, mm, those guys are... They make for very good episodes of the show, but as, but, like, yeah, cool as monsters, monsters individually. Right. I think... I think I gotta go with... 
apartment building dimension. Really? Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a ton of great monsters. Like a ton of great monsters. You got I love apartment noodle. building dimension. I love Greek tomato king. I love great tomato king. Love great tomato king. I love hair dryer dimension because he turns good. I love the uh, the big gem, the big gemstone. Oh yeah, that makes everybody hate them, hate each other. That guy's great. Like, listen, there's a ton of great monsters, but I think I've got to go with apartment building dimension just because. I feel like he is the one that is the most, like, how to say, he's the most uniquely Jetman monster. Okay, so, like, if you take the idea that the Jetman, like, turn objects into things by using, like, these bi-dimensional bugs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of the monsters, like, that is how they're created, but a lot of the monsters, like, theoretically, I feel like, could have been on a different show. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Like, like if, if um, Strobe Light Armadillo showed up in Die Ranger, I wouldn't have been just like, what the heck's up with this guy? This doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um. But I don't think you could have had apartment building dimension in any other or cup noodle dimension. God noodle. Dude, those are both, they're both really amazing. Yeah, God noodle and apartment building dimension. Like they're just, they could not have shown up in any other show. And they were just like, they were so amazing. And like apartment building dimension, they're fighting him, but they're also fighting inside him because he's an apartment building. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the first... Was that the first monster that they had to form Jetacris to fight? It may have been, but I'm not totally sure about that. But yeah, as I think about it, I'm actually a little bit torn between Apartment building dimen- apartment Complex Dimension and God Noodle. Like, I mean, God Noodle was also pretty on incredible. Ooh. Yeah, sure. You pull out your special flippy coin. I know you've got it. Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, so what's... You want to call it now and I'll flip the coin? Yeah, well, yeah, t- sure. Uh, heads is apartment building dimension. I'm sorry, Dave. Your favorite monster is God Noodle. I'm comfortable with that. That's fine with me. God Noodle was also an amazing monster. How about you, man? You got a favorite monster for this uh, oh, series? Oh, yeah, I do, Dave, and I can't believe you forgot about him. Space-time mammoth. Oh, man, space-time mammoth. Oh, Dude, that guy was so good. traveling mammoth. <laughs> He's a time-traveling clocks all over him, and, and he eats amethysts. He eats amethysts to recharge his energy, and he sent the Jetman back to Caveman days. Oh, um, dudes, like there wasn't that much of that dude in the episode, but like, boy, I loved him. He was just like the perfect like bananas monster of the week for me, dude. Yeah, he was pretty incredible. I'm still comfortable with God Noodle, though. Oh yeah, that's I mean, listen, that's a great choice. Okay, so God Noodle, also, Time Space quick, Mammoth. Real quick shout out to the spectacular character find of 2015, Energy Butt. <laughs> I forgot all about Energy Butt. Favorite episode. Man, favorite episode? That is tough. That is tough. There were so many good ones. Okay, can you give me like a top three? Okay. Um, okay. My top three are 
the episode where Guy and Cowrie finally get together. That was a rad episode. Like, okay. I legit, I don't even remember the monster. All I remember is the twists and turns in the maze of love. And that, like, they finally get together, and it's this amazing moment. Well, they so, got together at the end of the two- or three-parter with um, the ancient, like, demon vampire pineapple dudes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that was an amazing episode. I just love, like, they did it really, really well. I thought that was a killer episode. The episode where they go back in time is incredible. And the last episode bar the final 30 seconds. Okay. Although, like, the 30 said they're part of the episode. Like, I get it. I just, I'm still ticked about it. It really is. Honestly, it's been a couple of weeks for me. And, like, the, like I still would be, have been very happy if they didn't do that. But the more time I spend with, like, that as just, like, knowledge that is in my head, the more comfortable I get with it. Okay. I'm going to challenge you a little bit on this. Is it because Gokaiger already exists? It might be, yeah. If, if I had been I'm, watching that like prior yes. to the existence of Gokaiger, I might have a very different feeling. That's what I'm. That's all I can come back to is that, like, yeah, if they knew that twenty years later they were going to make Gokaiger, and that like this was the plan, then I would be like, oh, well, that's actually pretty amazing. But like. That's, that can't be true. Like, there's no way that that's the case. No, no And so no, the show not. just ends with Guy dead. And then you find out 20 years later that, like, it's this other thing. But still, man. Uh, but yeah, I think those are my top three. Like, Ride to Back in Time was out of control. I loved when they brought Guy and Kairu together. And the last episode, like, Gray versus Guy. Ryu, like, back to being Red Hawk. They do the giant fight. Okay, it now turns I'll say, out Dave, that Gray versus Guy, that's not the oh, last episode. Oh, that's right. That is episode 50, isn't it? Because I was going to say, okay, actually, well, then like, I gotta, as much as I, I like do episode 51, I think I like episode 50 more than that. Okay, then I got to do a top four because episode Although, 51 honestly, like, was 50 also and 51 incredible. are kind of like we watched them both they're, together for yeah, a Yeah, like they're one long episode. And also, like 51 like they all come back together and like reuse back and every the it's a power of five and we find out that the only way that they can beat Radigat is to stab him in the wound that Rie made before she died yeah man okay so yeah, let me give you let me give you my and there's going to be a little overlap here because like 5051 has to be on my top 3 yeah um, but if I'm going to pick two other ones that I really loved. Man, there's some fun ones and some raw ones. Like the Hellbound bus. Ooh, that was a good episode. Like the murder mystery on the bus where the bus is the murderer. Yeah. Um, gosh. The, I mean, Cup Noodle was an amazing one. Yup. That's a super excellent episode. The oh, I really loved the one with the dryer dimension. I loved the one with the hammer chameleon. Hammer dude, hammer chameleon is so good. I forgot I about really him. I really loved the hot milk of victory where like Guy and Ryu had to come together to save the other three. Yeah, that was a really, okay, I really guess what we're discovering episode. is that there is no way to choose our favorite episode. I was gonna of this say show. there's just a ton of really good ones. <laughs> okay, let's let's just forget about that. What's the next question on the list? So, Matt, our next question is, 
just kind of like a general overview of the show. Like, how did you dig it? Like, what... But what was special maybe about Jetman that we wouldn't have seen in another season of Sentai? Okay, well, first of all, it is raw. It's so raw. But it was never raw in a way that made me dislike the show. That's a really good way to say that. It And I feel like it, it, it very easily could have done that, but like every time they did it was like they just did it very well. Yeah, it was intense and like things got crazy. But it was. It was like it was really well written. It was well paced. It was well put together. And even though I think it's kind of crazy that it's a kids show, like it's just like it really tackled some stuff, man. Like there was there were like love stories that were like legit love stories. There's like Raita overcoming some like deep stuff from his past. Guy goes through this major transformation. He dies at the end. All of this crazy stuff happens, and like they just wrote it really well. And I think that is from because I've really only watched Die Ranger and like a couple episodes of Scattered Stuff here and there. But the thing that set Jetman apart for me was how uh, seriously it approached itself. You know what I mean? Uh, it yeah, was serious in a way ser- that Die Ranger was not. Yeah, and not serious in like the oh man, not in like, like a Superman how, like, versus Batman Dawn of Justice way. Exactly, yeah. But just like genuinely, like oh no, like these things that we're doing, we're like we're taking them seriously. We're not writing them off as jokes, and we're not like making them overly dramatic. It's just like this thing is right. This what is, it is the thing that's happening, and like the, this is like these are real characters, and this is how they're responding to it. I mean, obviously, like exaggerations of yeah, characters, but, but even so. So yeah, I thought that's that for me is what really set the show apart. And again, as we were mentioning earlier, like I really do feel like this show is more about the relationships between the characters than it is about Wait, the yeah, events of the show. And I think that's very interesting. And I think that also like it also came out in the Go Kaiju episode, I think. Because like, there's so. definitely a lot of action in that. But the heart of that episode is how much Guy cares about his friends, even in death. Right. Also, dude, the, we didn't talk about this, but the costumes in Go Kaiju are friggin' awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, the, the production value on the Super Sentai shows has gone, like, through the roof it's, compared to what it was yeah, in the 90s. Really, really cool. So, yeah, that's Jetman. Dude, if you've got the time, I mean, listen, you might already be watching it, but if you're not, like, try to make some time, man. Like, watch Jetman. It's a killer show. It really is. Uh, okay, so we, we've now, we've talked about our favorites of things um, in sort of broad strokes. Is there anything, like, specific that we haven't talked about yet? Like, things that you really liked, things that you didn't like, or anything that you wished we would have seen more of like what do you think was a missed opportunities of the show the only thing that i think is a missed opportunity and i mentioned it a little bit before is i really would have liked to see them dive in you know listen i read i know that there's only so much time that you've got and you can't discuss everybody but i would have liked to see them diving in a little bit deeper on the other Jetmen. you know i think we're actually kind of forgetting a lot of the work they did with Kauri because near the end of the show they kind of like they they took their foot yeah, off the gas they with her. Did. She That's sort true. of coasted into the end. But in the middle of the show, she was every bit as important 
at to those episodes as Ryu and Guy. That's dude. That was she was about to get married and all the other stuff. Yeah, that's There's a good the whole point. Stuff like her childhood and her butler and like. Oh yeah, her, the Kauri's like book of rules or whatever. That was a really good episode. Kauri had a lot of great, great mid-season episodes. Yeah, so let me just say that Akko and Raita. Like, I feel like we did it. We got that one episode with Raita, and we've got we got a little bit with Akko. But Akko was pretty static, and I just would have liked to have seen more of Raita. So that, I think, is really the only missed opportunity of the show. Is yeah, that actually, there was uh, one of... some great characters, and they, they didn't do as much as they could have with them. But that's, Absolutely. that's uh, you know, that's faint criticism, man. Yeah, one of the uh, Twitter questions we got, actually, because we'll be getting through those in a little bit, but one of the ones we got from uh, Jake Mason, who was a previous guest on the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. was, hey, Jake, how you doing? Hey, Jake. Um, there... Her, uh, rather, his question was, like, how much more Akko would you have liked to have seen? And the answer is a lot. Yeah. Like, I could have done with more Akko. five Jetmen, Akko got the shortest shrift. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, it's Definitely. a real shame because Akko is a great character. So now we've got some listener questions. And the first one is actually from producer Mark, who is, in fact, our most faithful listener because he listens to literally every single part of this show. He listens to all the stuff that you don't get to listen to, like the bits where Dave and I talk over each other, and then we have to stop and do it all over again. Yep. So, what, man, do you think is the future of the other Jetmen? So, like, okay, so the conversation of the epilogue largely focused on, you know, Raita and Akko. Right. So, what about Kaori and Ryu, man? Well, I can actually speak to this to some extent. Oh, really? Oh, um, is this in the... Well, there's a little bit. Because the, the little... The thing that they had filmed for the uh, Toei TV Encyclopedia Volume 2... Uh-huh. Um, it's mostly about Ryu and Kaori. Okay. Like, they get a letter from Raita, and they read the letter, and they sort of go through their Jetman scrapbook and reminisce. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, and there's also bits in there, like, telling you exactly how tall Jet Icarus is and the fact that, like, Great Icarus can move at Mach 2 and all this sort of stuff. That is good information to have, definitely. I know, right? Um, but I can tell you this, that, um, Raita, as we saw in the last episode, is married to Satsuke. Right. Um, a few years on, they have had, or she is pregnant and they're having a kid. Okay. Whoa. Um, let's see. We we and we also find out about Raita in the Gokaiger episode that he has a comp like an internet company where like he mails vegetables to you. It's like an like a website. Yeah, it's organic like a, an internet farmers thing. market or something. Um, and I know that Akko becomes like a pop idol. Yes, we don't really get much that- about that. The only reason that makes a tiny bit of sense to me is that she, like, was in choir. Yeah, but she was a really bad singer, But she was not a good singer. So that was the thing that struck me as the weirdest, is that she's a pop idol. Honestly, I would have... It would have been a lot more in character for her to have been a manager. Right. like, that, I think we even talked about that in the choir episode. Yeah, exactly. She's, like, kind of manipulative and money-grubbing. Like, music manager is the perfect thing for her. Exactly. Go to the record do. business. It's the 90s. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, okay, there actually is another thing. I know that we were talking about, like, the future of the other ones. But there is one thing about the future of Ryu and Kaori oh, okay. that I wanted to mention. Okay, two things. First of all, in, like, that weird epilogue thing that they filmed... 
they didn't seem to be living in Kauri's mansion. They were just like living in an apartment or a house somewhere. Maybe she gets disowned? Maybe? Man, I don't know. She saved the world and like married a like successful military man. Mm, Her parents seem like real jerks though. Oh, okay. That's true. Anyway, so, okay, so anyways, they're just also living in the apartment. that they have had a son, and they named him Guy. Oh, what? I know. What? I want to know. Okay, so here's a question. Do the Jetmen retain their Berdonic powers after the thing? Okay, I can also kind of speak to this, but not in canon. Okay. Because I feel was, like, okay, because I think the answer is Guy seems like he does, but he's also a ghost. So there might right. be something actually, going on that's, there. That's a whole weird thing because he shouldn't have been able to transform anyway because all of the previous uh, rangers had lost their powers at the beginning of Gokaiger. Oh, okay. Which is how the Gokaijers can transform into them. Like, they have, have their, like, it's They've not that they their, can also okay. transform into the Jetman. It's the, like the old Jetman no longer can. Oh, clever. Okay. But Guy could because he's a ghost and, like, ghosts have special rules, I guess. Totally. Now, there is, like, an epilogue manga series that came out, like, a year or two after Jetman finishes. Okay. And it's not in canon as such. I think it might have been, like, officially produced, but it contradicts some of the stuff from the uh, Toei Encyclopedia. Oh, okay. So, it's honestly, like... It's online. If you want to like go find a place where it's been like scanned and like a fan did a translation, that's what I did. Uh, like the websites were real sketchy, and the manga was like kind of good, but also kind of like weirdly uncomfortable because it had this line to it where Ryu and Kauri hadn't had a son; they'd had a daughter, and that daughter was like a toddler that had gotten artificially aged into like early like adulthood and it was like very sexy and it was very strange that and it also seems uncomfortable. guy had gotten guy had gotten like a replacement who was a green eagle who was like a half japanese half american like rock star hmm um that's pretty rad doofus but he was also kind of fun he also was sort of like uh anyway I, i'm not gonna get too far into that if you guys want to find it like it's kind of fun but don't like you know, don't go yeah, like, like don't super go out of your way. Uh, <laughs> but in that, the the original Jetman had lost their abilities, and the Neo Jetman had actually taken over for like the protecting the world stuff. Now that the Virum had been vanquished, ah, uh, okay, that's actually pretty cool. I'm into that. But uh, as like the first issue of it goes on, there's like a Burdonic meteorite that crashes to Earth, which is what gives uh, Green Eagle the ability to transform. Okay. And they are able to use that Burdonic meteorite or whatever it was to like repower up the original Jetman. Okay. So they have, lo- they have in fact lost their powers. Yeah. So but they were able to get them back. Like, I guess right, it's sort right, of right. like how they lost them in the series. Like, they are right, wired they, they for they it, but they run out, out of juice. And then that's sort of it. Okay. No, also, that's, the, that's rad. I feel like that also answers the question of, like, are they going to have, like, a weird Burdonic baby? And it seems like no. So that's nice. Yeah. Oh, but but I will say that the weird... The one weird cool idea from the manga that I liked okay. is that the enemy of it is Radigat. And the way that it works is that Radigat... Remember how Radigat says, like, my ghost will haunt you from across dimensions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Radigat comes back and possesses the body of Tranza, who's who is still alive. Who at the is end of the still show. alive? Whoa, that is actually really good. And That's so, like, Radigat in Tranza's body is like wreaking havoc, and then at the end, like they beat him, and like the ghost of Tranza like drags him down to interdimensional hell or whatever. Like, yeah, some good moments to the thing. That's what's but, up. Uh, so that, that is, is awesome. the question is, or that is the answer to that question, insofar as I can provide it. Nice. I'm to- I'm, yeah, I'm pretty satisfied with that answer. So, Matt, we do have some more questions from Twitter. So hit yes. me with them. Okay. So on Twitter, uh, of course, we have uh, Jake Mason's question: How much more Akko should there have been? The answer, of course, is a, a lot more Akko. Uh, is there any plot line that you would have liked to have seen explored further? Uh, this is from Alan Sells. Um, he, for example, would like to have seen more about the chief. And honestly, I think that would have been very cool. Because we know that she was part of the JET program prior, and we know that she had a history with the Supreme Commander. Yes. But honestly, a lot of the chief's life, like we know those things, and we know that obviously the number of men who want to marry her are uncountable. Literally uncountable. She cannot keep track of it. Uh, but other than that, we don't know much about her. I I think he's right. I think that would have been a lot more fun to get more of. Is there anything, Dave, that you wish we would have seen a bit more of? That would have been super cool. Uh, in like the best of all possible worlds, where we had like as many episodes as we would have liked, you know, like we would have had as many episodes as we would have wanted. I would have loved to have seen more of the Neo Jetman, actually. I yeah, think the idea, cool. not just because they're like rad ninjas, which I mean doesn't hurt, but the idea that like, oh no, there's a secondary group of also Jetmen who are just like operating completely independently of the Jetmen and like they're just like off doing this other thing. I thought it was super, super cool and I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of that. Like I would watch a whole second series just about them. And I think what's what could be very cool about it is that following the events of them losing their power, like that that show could just be about like, okay, so the Jetmen are out fighting the Virum. Right. But while they are doing that, like there are people looting things in the city and like you know, like there is street level crime, like they are the Batman to the Jetman's Superman. Ooh, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be super, super neat. Or if they were using their ninja skills to like spy on the Virum and gather intelligence. What? Oh yeah, that would be super cool. So yeah, I would have loved to have seen more of the Neo Jetman. Okay, uh, so that is it for that question. Let's see. Uh, Ian Jefferson asks, when do we begin adding the Jetman villains to the list of evil? Um, and the answer to that is we are going to try to do... I know we've been saying it for a little while. We're going to try to do Casino Royale. Wait, what do we call it, Dave? Creature Royale. Creature, Creature Royale. Royale episodes. Yeah, Casino um, Royale is a totally different thing. Honestly, it's just been a really crazy month or two. We've both had a lot of vacation, and Dave has had, like, leading up to school stuff. Um, hopefully, when we hit the fall, our schedules will be a little more regular, and so we can actually try to schedule some of those in. Uh, so that is, it's not like a super exciting answer to that question, right? But, but that's uh, just a hopefully soon. Note Hooray! That they are coming, <laughs> um, and look forward to them when we can get them to you. Okay, next question is: 
based on your experience from watching Jetman, what are you hoping for Kaku Ranger to be in terms of plot, team dynamic, and rawness? This comes from uh, Jake Harker. What I'm really hoping for from Kaku Ranger is I don't I don't want to say that I hope it's not raw because the rawness of Jetman made it really really excellent. It honestly did. I would like a break from the rawness. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of team dynamics, here's what I would love. And I don't think, okay, I genuinely don't think I'm going to get it, but I'll say what I want anyways. I really liked Die. Uh, I loved Die Ranger because they were like Kung Fu warriors and they were like out and flashy and like jumping around in bright colors. It was rad. I love Jetmen because they're like bird superheroes and they've got a giant robot and all of this stuff, right? What I would love to see from Kaku Ranger is them like, and I know I'm not going to get it because the idea of like being a ninja is sort of inimical to the idea of a Sentai team because all Sentai teams are dressed in like bright primary colors and they have giant robots. Right. But I would really love to see Kaku Ranger just like really ninja-ing it up. It would be a lot of fun. Like that would be rad. Like I would love to see a lot of this show shot at night. I would love to see them maybe like not like... I'm making up a show that I 100% know does not exist. Like, I just want to be clear about that. But I would love to see a show where, like, maybe they don't have a giant robot. Maybe they have, like, Iron Man-style robot suits or something. And they're, like, ninjas. Like, that would be rad. Again, it's never going to happen. Really, okay, sorry. What I'm describing is a season of Neo Jetman. That's what I I want. What I want from Kaku Ranger is the Neo Jetman show that exists in my head. Uh, how about you, man? Um, I don't really know. I, I am looking forward to it being less emotionally exhausting. Because honestly, dudes, like, man, we've done our best to put out a good program for you guys, the listeners. But oh these last, God. like, handful of episodes. Like, they are legit rough. Like, they, they take it out of you. <laughs> um, and so I am looking forward to a lighter show. Yes. And like I said, I, I would like it to, you know, I don't want it to be like a, a big joke the whole way through. But... I am looking forward to getting a little bit more into like the wackiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes our job a whole lot easier, definitely. Oh yeah. I also know that uh, Jetman was ninety one. We are actually jumping uh, a couple of years because we had Zhu Ranger at ninety two, Die Ranger at ninety three, and then Kaku Ranger is ninety four. So we're actually jumping from ninety one to ninety four. Oh, okay. Oh, and so then, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing the difference in the show just based on those couple of years, just like what everyone is wearing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is, uh, that is what I'm looking forward to. Is like I, I have seen some of the outfits. Looking forward I to see, some like deep '90s fashion. Dude, I have seen the plaids. Wait, you you just wait, Dave. You wait until you you scope those plaids. <laughs> <laughs> Man, our dude, I teach high school. The '90s are back, friend. I see dude. that every day. You should, you should show your students some of these Kaku Ranger episodes. That's the water I swim tips. in. Hot fashion tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Do we have any more questions here? Are there any monsters? This is another one from Jake. Are there any monsters that were almost great, but just kind of missed the mark or didn't really get a chance to shine? Hmm. Well... Obviously, character find of 2016, Energy Butt. 
Sure. Is, I mean, is, energy, there, is the easy answer to that question. Energy, but she, she shines. She sounds so bright in the beginning, uh, and then. We never really saw Energy Butt again. I don't know if Energy Butt ever died. I think that that's actually that Energy Butt was the thing that was generating the dimensional bugs. Oh, yeah, that actually would make a ton of sense. I never like, I think they that. were coming out of its Energy Butt. Um, but yeah, we never really got much on that. Obviously, Sniper Cat should have had its own episode. I was yeah, I was just gonna say Sniper Cat is the quick answer. And really, I think the only thing that's wrong with Sniper Cat is that I just didn't get enough Sniper Cat. A monster that I thought was actually really neat that did not get a whole lot of play was Strobe Light Armadillo. I thought Strobe Light Armadillo was actually pretty cool. Mostly Strobe Light around Armadillo like, was very cool, but like Strobe Light Armadillo was kind of like a plot device in his own episode because the main things of that episode were Maria changing what time of day it was with her Virum powers. Yep. And then the Shadow Jetman who the Jetman had to fight. Yeah. So I thought that was, uh, I thought he was a really cool monster. I thought he looked neat. He had neat powers. And I just thought there was kind of more that could have been done with him. But but yeah, that's, uh, how about you, man? Um, no, I think we got it. I, those, I agree with you. Those are the ones. <laughs> um, let's see. Do we have any more Twitter questions? We got one from Joe Hunter here. And it is a difficult one to answer because the question is just favorite overall moment. Jeez, Joe. Which, Not making it easy, man. I know. This, that's why I'm trying to put this one either at or near the end. Favorite overall moment. Okay, I'll tell you what. Dave. Okay, I think take, I know what it is. Take a moment to think about that. Take a moment to think about that because I just realized that I never asked you what your favorite giant robot was. Ooh, that's tough. Favorite giant robot or giant robot combination? Or giant vehicle combination? We can throw like Jet Hawken and yeah, yeah, yeah. like Double Hawken. I forget exactly what that one was called. I Favorite robot? I think I'm going to go Tetra Boy. Really? Tetra Boy? Listen, don't get me wrong. I love Tetra Boy. And okay, here I think the thing that I dig about Tetra Boy is that he's pretty unique and that he's not piloted. And I've never seen or heard of that before, that he's just like a completely autonomous giant robot. And he turns into a giant four-barrel gun, which is rad. And the one time he turned into an energy bullet. Right. Like, the uh, like. listen, Jet Icarus is great. Jet Garut is great. Great Icarus is... Great Icarus, actually, as a combo giant robot is not my fave. But I really dig Tetra Boy. Tetra Boy is cool. And the, the, the great thing about Tetra Boy is that since he so often acts as the, like, cavalry... Like, when he shows yes. up, like, it is exciting. Like, he's just there out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, Tetra Boy is punching people. <laughs> yeah, and again, he does turn into a giant gun. He's like good guy Megatron. Love it. Uh, my favorite giant robot is Jet Garuda. I love Jet Garuda. Jet Garuda I love that is Jet Garuda comes rad. out of nowhere, like, comes from another dimension. I love that it's one big robot and not a bunch of little robots that become one robot. That I love that is, it's got a giant bird that, head actually. and it's got two forms. Like it's such in the same for, kind of for the same reasons that you like Tetra Boy because it's so unique. Like mm -hmm. I think Jet Garuda is a really unique giant robot. Like when it showed up, I was so excited because I didn't <laughs> think we were going to get extra giant robots in the show. And so when it popped up, I was like, "Oh, dude, it is on! This thing's got claws and a beak." And then for the rest of the show, I think Jet Garuda, like, would just periodically be perched on top of Sky Camp. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Okay. Mm, that's tough. The fact that he perches on Skycamp is kind of incredible. It is. Okay, okay. So, now that we've talked about that, Dave, were you able to think of a favorite moment from the show? Okay, man. I'm going to get real sappy. I think, and this might be weighing heavily because it's sometimes hard to remember this stuff that happens like really early on. Oh, sure. Ooh, I did just remember a really excellent moment where at the very beginning where Guy purposefully speeds past police ladies specifically so they will pull him over so that he can then flirt with them. (laughs) I I just remember the moment where Kaori bought all of the jewels in Tokyo. Oh man, I forgot about that. That's so good. Okay, I think my favorite moment though is it's the very last episode and it's when Guy is buying flowers and he says, hey, hurry, like, I got to get these flowers. I need to hurry. Today's a very special day. My best friend is getting married. I was like, what? Oh, dude. It's... God, whoa, for real, dude? Yeah, man. Man. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite episode in this whole show. It's so good. Uh, how about you, man? Um, honestly, I've got to go with a very similar moment. It's another guy moment. It's episode 50. It's after... It's on the beach... As, like, Raita and Akko are, like, trying to hold off Radiget, and then Ryu and Kaori show up, like, and, like, the waves are crashing on the beach as Ryu carries Kaori, and he's like, can you fight? And she's like, if my, even if my leg is broken, I'll still fight, because Kaori is amazing. Um, And then Radiget says, like, it doesn't matter if it's one of you or four of you, and then Guy from out of nowhere says, like, not four, five. five, and, like, he's on the beach, and then he jumps over, like, that moment... Oh my gosh. It's, yeah, that is, that's it, real, real good. It might be my favorite moment of the entire series, which is good because that is the exact question that we are answering right now. <laughs> but I mean, again, man, there's a lot of really good episodes, but like we were saying before, like the goodness of Jetman is directly as a response to like its rawness. And it's the fact that it is like so intense, I think, that really, that really sells some of those moments. So... Okay, so uh, we have been talking for about an hour, and I think it is about time to wrap up. Dave, final thoughts. End of the season. Do you want? To have, do you have anything you want to say, sort of about Jetman or about this season, or about like us doing this show together? Man, uh, before we finish up here, I'm stoked that we finished two seasons. I'm looking forward to Conquer Ranger. Everybody who listens, oh, thank you guys so so much. Yeah, huge, I huge thanks, feel guys. like I feel a little bit silly because, like, as you know, I teach theater and and so I watch acting stuff, and people are always like, you know, you thank you so much to the fans, but really, like, it feels really good that we just like we do this because we have a blast and it's a lot of fun, and we just kind of like put it out into the universe, and we hope that people enjoy it, and it does mean a lot that you guys uh, that you guys enjoy it as much as you do, so. So that's it. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, we have a yeah. blast, and I'm glad you enjoyed this show as much as you do. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for helping the show grow. We, Our second season, uh, like in our second year, we have gotten twice as many downloads as we did in our first year. Um, I don't know if you do that, Dave, because I don't know if you actually look at the download numbers. But I don't. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you actually like, did mention that to me. There are a lot more people listening now than were a year ago. And, like, 
listen, not not a, not a ton of people listen. Like you guys are all in a pretty a little. You guys are great tight, though, but little, it's a very exclusive a tight, club, a tight, a tight group, exclusive club. <laughs> but it is like way way more than I ever really thought would actually listen to this show. Um, especially if you look at the numbers from the first couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> But really, seriously, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been tons of fun. We will be back next week. Um, we are going to be episode. watching. Do you want to tell one of this now? Or? Sure, man. Give okay. it a taste. We are going to be watching the first episode of Zhuranger. Um, But I think that Dave, I think that Jetman's over. I think That's, we're done. We're done with Jetman, dude. Crazy. Yeah. That is that is going to do it for the Jetman with the Golden Gun. And before we finish up here, Dave, I would like to remind you all that you can email the show at Dave. I got, I got to get my I got to do it. In. No, I know it'll make your brain itch. <laughs> uh, you can you can email the show at SuperSundayBrothers at gmail If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at SuperSentaiBros. If you like the show, and by this point, listen, it's this is the wrap up episode of season two. If you don't like the show. Why I think, are you still listening? I think we can assume that they like the show at this point, Matt. Since you like the show, <laughs> please remember <laughs> that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help new people find the show. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Thank you once again, Mark, for a great season of editing and producing. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we will see you next week. On the wings of love, love open above the, the clouds. clouds. I always do the other one. Messing the right, I keep doing the wrong verse. On the wings of love, open above the clouds. The only way to fly is on the wings of love. Flying high, flying high upon the wings of love.